much, Patuli, for coming on to my show today. It is so lovely to see you. How are you? Well, thank you so much for having me and I'm doing well. Thank you. You know, we, we know you're out in Spain and we briefly spoke about it. It's been eight months and, and the days are counting down. How has that experience been? It has been an absolutely incredible experience for me so far. And, you know, I came in trying to do a little bit of research on Spanish, you know, culture and what to expect. Uh, but that's the beauty of being in a place for eight months. You, you learn so much that's not written in the books and about a way of life and to be able to compete and to play the game that I love um, at this level has just been incredible for me. So it's been an incredible experience and I'm sad to see that it, it's winding down. What What are some of the, uh, the, the Spanish cultures that you... Um, and practices that you've learned that you've researched on? Yeah, you know, it was more of the intergenerational approach, which is something that I love. Like you see a lot of grandparents spending time with their grandkids, uh, just a lot of family gatherings. They go out to eat. And I, that's something that I love so much. Uh, siesta, which is like a break during the day that I think everywhere in the world should, should implement and have. Um, and, and just different things like that. And as well as food and, you know, the rice and the potatoes that you try to stay away from, but, but are definitely embedded into, into the culture and, and the way of life here. So it's just been amazing for me. That's definitely a place I need to visit. And it's definitely been on my bucket list. So thank you. That is my calling, everything that you mentioned there. You know, I want to take it back to the time where you played at UConn. Tell me more about how your experience was over there. My experience at UConn is still something that I'm I'm digesting today. And I find myself, you know, walking around like that was four years of just wow, you know, like still trying to put it into words. But but for the most part, that experience, like I said, was was unforgettable, just being connected and around amazing young women uh, who are doing incredible things today, to be around Hall of Fame coaches who love what they do and just pour that in, into us, you know, as, as um, athletes and as young women. And just to be a part of that culture and that history uh, is just something that I'm so, so thankful for. And I learned so much along the way um, of what it means to, to come and to show up and to be a part of something bigger than yourself. Huge. Now, I do want to tap into Gigi, Gigi Bryant. She aspired to, to be a UConn Husky herself. And tell us more about the, the impact of women's basketball that you know Kobe had, but also your take on, on the situation as a whole. You know, just uh, sending so much, so much love to that, to that family, you know, continuously. And for me, you know, there's, there's no way or, or any place you go where you can talk basketball and not talk Kobe, you know, and talk about the impact that he has had on the game and, and outside of the game, just on life and relentlessly pursuing your dreams, I think was his bigger mission and goal that we all took away from his life and, and the way he lived it and his ultimate purpose. Um, and, you know, I, I don't, I, I don't say that. Uh, comfortably because I don't know but but again just just from afar in that sense and I would say the the being able to to have someone you know of his stature say you know I'm here and I'm supporting this women's game says a lot you know but it but I would often say that even when you speak about something great, it has to be good for people to come and to receive it, you know? So that was the relentless work of the WNBA as well on the backside to be able to say, now we have someone, you know, who's an ambassador and, you know, representing our game, but we have good things here. We have an amazing woman. We have dynamic women who fill this space and we have a game that's played um, at, at the highest level. And so I think that was, a, that's a huge part of it as well that we don't talk about enough. And 
I would say, you know, for, for his impact on coaching young girls, you know, how incredible that is and the next generation of future leaders and just how empowering that is to, to pour your you know, resources and time and energy into that it says a lot. And it allows us to rethink how we approach the game, uh, who we decide to teach um, and who we decide to fund. Facts, facts on facts. And, and you know, you yourself are a pivotal point and part to the game not only in, in the women's culture, but as a whole, like all that you've done and all that I've seen and connected with you on has been very inspirational. And, you know, it's been a short time, shout out to Winter for, for even connecting us and, <laughs> and, and it's just one of those things where when I see someone put in the work that they do off the court, but also, you know, in their daily lives and their daily practice, it's just so amazing to see. So thank you for, for everything. And on that note, I wanna know more about Wake. Tell us more about Wake and how that got started. I think just to, to touch on your point a little bit, you know, when you said that I kind of had like a, I listened to Oprah Soul Sunday, so I kind of had an aha moment, you know, I love, I love her podcast. Um, and, and what I realized was it never felt like I could take who I was off of the court, you know? And so like feeling like I was living a life of service. It never felt like that stopped when I played because guess what? Those people that I was serving or who was serving me were at my games, were supporting me, you know, rooting me on, asking me how I was doing. And so it never felt like I could shut that part off even when I stepped on the court. It was like me representing them, you know, them being proud of me. And, and it was uh, this shared experience that's so beautiful. And so oftentimes when people say to athletes or to people, you know, you shouldn't talk about that. It's like, do you expect me to leave that when I have XYZ person watching me who has been such an instrumental part of my life and where I am today and a source of motivation and inspiration for me to play the game that I love that you enjoy. Um, so I just wanted to touch on that point because I just had like a, a real quick, you know, aha moment that was really, really beautiful and, and exciting for me to put that into words. And in regards to Wake, um, I, I always say, you know, there's a mission, there's a vision, there's a values, but I, honestly, it's just a piece of my heart that I've been able to share with the world. Um, and that's the scariest thing I think anyone can do. But, but I believe in the core and in the vision, which is to empower young girls through sport and through education, because I'm living proof of that. I'm still living proof of that. And every day I, I wake up and, and I think about how much sport has transformed my life. And so Wake started back in 2017 and it has been filled with so much joy and so much love and so much ups and so much downs, but ultimately just working to empower young girls through education and through sport um, and working now to implement social entrepreneurship programming because I think the young generation has so many ideas and how do we support them again through resources, through opportunities and through funding, I think is really, really important um, for us and the work that we're trying to do today. That is incredible. You know, you tied into it just now and you mentioned, tell us more about that growing up process, you know, being a woman of color, um, you know, why do you think it's so important to use a platform to stand up against racism and injustice and talk about, you know, 2020 and the year itself and how it's really shaped today? Yeah, who that is so real. And I would say, like, going back to that, you know, these, it was the first time where, you know, again, you're in the middle of a pandemic and, you are really spending time with yourself, time with your family, time with your community, maybe more than you ever have. And so when things are glaring like that and you are just face to face, you know, with, with these situations, it, it's hard to, to say you're busy when you're not. You just have time to sit with it. And I think that was the biggest point where we couldn't shut it off. We couldn't ignore it. We couldn't go back to our work. It, it was in the water. 
it was in the walls. It was in everything that we did. And to be able to share that with, with your community is different because you couldn't turn a blind eye to it, even if you tried. Um, and so I think that just the impact of that moment in entirety was just huge. And, and still, you know, till today, it's still ripple, the ripples effect of, of that um, it is, you can just tell, you can just tell, you know? And so I think it's just so important, especially, you know, for the amazing women in the W and just women across in general, in sports and in society, who just shape and shift um, and shake our world in so many different ways for the better. I think it's just so, so important. I'm happy that they're using their platform. I always say a platform is fleeting. You know, if you have a moment, if you have a second, whose voice will you amplify? You know, um, what message will you will you preach? Even if someone's there for a split second, I think that's so important uh, for us to understand. I'm so thankful that people are taking advantage of that and spreading um, spreading the right message. You know, and and you know, you are again, like I mentioned earlier, you're already doing that. You're taking the steps to get there. You just got accepted as well into the doctorate program. You know, studying women in sport with Sport Migration. Congratulations! Thank How you. That journey and that venture. Wow, this is my first time talking about it on a podcast, so I'm excited. Um, but honestly, you know, I, again, my, my, my father um, had, had a double PhD and he really loved education and so, so did my mom, you know, first generation. Education is the key. Everyone become a doctor. Like, you know, they put it in the air and you're like, oh no, like, of course not. Um, and, you know, all these things, you know, come together to, to, to for this moment. But then you look back like, those were happening for this moment, you know, and, and for this point to, to get here. Uh, but an amazing support system, an amazing mentor. Um, my name is Sinead Jones, who's just incredible and, and so, so supportive. And at a young age, taught me what it meant to be a holistic woman, you know, like to take in the full um, experience of being a student athlete and just being a woman of color navigating life. Uh, and so I, I really thank, for, thank her. And, and, you know, that quote, don't forget the power of, of planting seeds because they'll blossom. And I think this is just over 14 years of people planting seeds. Um, and of course, God, you know, thank God. <laughs> but, you know, people really intentionally planting seeds. And so for me, um, going back to that first generation of, you know, first generation, um, just my parents' background, what they wanted. And as athletes, we constantly tell people, you know, you're going to get a free education. Uh, you can do it all. But then we don't support them outside of sport. There's no reassurance. There's no celebration outside of anything but sports. And so to be able to, to, to pursue that and to say to kids, you know, at every level, for first of all, at every level of the game to now play professionally and at every level academically, like you can do it and it's possible. And I think in more ways than not, I'm coming into that idea and into that truth. Um, and that's really special to me to not only um, say that, but, you know, God willing to be able to live that through. Well, congratulations and that that's fitting like you said it, it kind it, everything you had done came to this moment and now you're continuing to pursue that and you know on the note of school what was your experience like at boarding school you know i, I remember mentioning you uh hearing you mention it previously where what was that like yeah i love boarding school i went to blair academy for four years i came in as a new sophomore so um i went to public school in the city and it was just a different experience but for the most part, it was a place where I think I was able to fail and to fail early. And I think not a lot of young people get that opportunity. It was a supportive community. And, 
you know, just the rigor of the schedule, you know, class, it was preparing you for college. We were literally on the college schedule. And so the transition was a bit easier for me than other students, but, but for the most part, I would say it was a supportive environment that allowed me to fail early um, and to fail often, but to, but to know you could always come back from that. So I love Blair Academy. I love everyone there and my amazing coach, you know, Quint Clark and, and everyone um, who played such an instrumental role in my growth and in my development. Um, again, holistically, um, they, they did that. They did that. Y'all did that. <laughs> if y'all listen, y'all did that. <laughs> you know, you sharing your, your experiences with people. Who else has been an inspiration in your life or, um, you know, someone that you've looked up to or a mentor or someone that has really just been by your side throughout everything? Is there anyone in particular or is there a number of people, family? Yeah, you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't say my mom, you know, my, my older sister and my mentor, who again, were just there at such, at every moment, you know, not even just pivotal moments, at every moment. I think that's where the beauty of our relationships are, uh, to watch the growth, to watch the good, you know, to watch the, the, the I don't, I don't want to say L's, the delayed W's, because they became W's eventually. Um, but that, that's my core. And, and Again, one thing that I really have learned to admire about myself, and again, I don't say that, I don't even, it feels weird to even say that, you know, as women, like, what do I admire about myself? But it's that I'm easily inspired. Like, I'm inspired by you, um, you know, taking the time to, to have this podcast and, and to do the work that you do, like, for people who just live out their dreams every day. Like, I talk about, you know, Spanish culture, like, to watch somebody, you know, set up their stand or set up their bakery with such pride, like, this is me, this is a representation of my family and where I come from and who I want to be and the examples I want to set and I'm just like I'm inspired by that like the ability to show up is half the battle um but then to to set up shop even not knowing what you'll get is so amazing to me so I'm inspired um by people who work hard even when no one claps you know and they just show up and they do their role and they do their work and it's extremely hard um but that that inspires me every day I just need a moment because that was beautiful. <laughs> you know, thank you also for, for sharing that with me as well. And, you know, through these times, and especially a time like this right now, there are obstacles and hardships that we all face and that we go through. If you're comfortable and if you can, share us a moment that you really felt that you're lowest and, and found a way to overcome it, which is why you're here today. Wow, you know, we all had to overcome something to be here today. And for me, there's so many moments. Oh my God. <laughs> like when you said that, I was like, all right, which one? Like the it's like a Rolodex. <laughs> which one? Like which L did you take like yesterday um, that you can talk about right now? But I would say, um, you know, for the most part, in terms of just my, my heart, um, and I mentioned it earlier today was my my surgery, um, my senior year. And, you know, it wasn't a huge, and I'm so, so thankful um, that it wasn't a huge surgery, but it was just, you know, we don't think about little things like walking again, bending your knee again, and going through that process, even though you have. And so for a lot of people, we always think, I've mastered that, I've done that. But as you're growing and as you're learning, you experience things differently. And so for me, that was a huge thing. And, and to be able to sit there, and I just remember, um, it's just so beautiful and crazy. I just remember sitting there and saying, you know, after getting surgery, like, I'm gonna go play pro by God's will. Like, if God allows me, like, we trying to do it, you know? And it was like, what? You're serious? And it was, it was one of those dreams where you get scared to say it. But I was like, no, I felt that. Like, I, I feel that, you know, and if, if the cards 
fit, then so be it. Um, and that was a scary moment for me, but I think really speaking positivity and in, into hardship is really important. Um, you know, praying is, is always my source and always my go-to um, and my, my support system, like I said. So that was really tough for me. Um, yeah, I cried like all the time. And like, just because I was like, oh my gosh, but like, you know, obviously like this life, but um, yeah. Yeah. What was your emotion or react your reaction when you found out that you were recognized as a Fortune 30? Shock. <laughs> Bliss and like shock. It was like a euphoric. I was like, what is happening right now? And I remember just coming home and my phone just started ringing. I'm like, it's not my birthday. Like my birthday is November 2nd. Like it's December or something. I'm like, what's going on? And my phone is going off. And I'm just like, and I just had a moment where I had to sit down like, wow, God, thank you this is amazing. And then you see the list and you see the, the honorees and you're just like, wow. Like, and you know, I, I said this again earlier today, like wake was a, was a vision in my, in my brain in 2017. And we're talking 2020, 2021, you know? And so I really had that moment of sitting there like, wow, this is absolutely incredible. And I'm so, so thankful for this moment. And um, not to say, not to act, but just to, to, to feel that moment. So again, completely honored, um, for that and, and, you know, just be able to share your, like I said, a piece of my heart with the world and for them to receive it in that way. Um, but also understanding there's still so much work to do, but still something that, um, again, was such a blissful moment for me. Congratulations, that was huge. And I, I remember seeing it and I said, wow, like I just got shivers after you just sharing your reaction. I was like, oh, I can only imagine how you felt if I'm already getting shivers just hearing you speak on it, you know? A lot of the work that we're all doing is is pivotal. It's going to take us some time to get there. But like you said, you started it in 2017. We're here now three, almost four years later. And just look at that. Like, just look at things. Come, and we spoke about it as well. Things coming full circle and, and just finding that meaning behind what we're doing and that why. Now, we're obviously speaking in this month, March, you know, is for, it's celebrating International Women's History Month. Now, what does that mean to you? What is this month? What does International History Month mean to you? You know, I think um, women's, women's Day is every day for me. And International Women's Day is every day for me. This is the space I live in um, and proud too. It's, it's a beautiful space to be in. But for me, it's the ability to celebrate and recognize those who have come before us, those who have shaped uh, the society that we live in today. Uh, you know, those those giants whose shoulders we stand on. And in the present, it, it allows us to, again, just recognize and, and collaborate and connect with those in the same spaces or in different spaces doing the work just as a collective. And then to empower the next generation of, of female leaders, you know, who we hope won't have to be the first. And if they are, they'll step into those spaces confidently. And so I think it's just all encompassing of, of the past, of the present, of the future. Um, and just women's integral role in, in every single aspect of that and being able to really celebrate that um, together, I think is, is so beautiful. So like I said, it's every day, but I'll, I'll take the month and I'll celebrate a little harder. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I love that. And, and this year's mantra, I believe, is a choose to challenge, you know, how could you embrace that and those that embrace you? And then how can you rise to that mantra even more than you already do? Truth to challenge. Um, I love that. Like that just, you know, like I, I could tell when they were brainstorming that, like truth to challenge. Like I, I bet they just looked around like, yeah, I was like girl, who did that? 
They're like, girl, <laughs> you said that. You know, like, yeah, like, just, oh, it's so encompassing. Like, just trusting that this is right. I'm in this space. This is my truth. I'm going to challenge everything that goes against that. Like, hello, like everybody in their own realm and in their own space. And just as women um, live in their truth every day and have to challenge societal, um, I don't even want to say expectations or lack thereof, you know, every day and saying, no, this is my truth. I am that. I deserve a seat at the table, which is a quote I've been seeing so much. Yes. You know, it's not a folding chair. Like just, I deserve these spaces and I'm living in my truth. Um, and I'm going to challenge everything that stands against that. Like, yes, yes. Choice to challenge is literally like what we embed in our, in ourselves. So thank you. Yes. Thank you for sharing your insight on that. You know, I want to thank you so much for, again, your time and just for being here and for, for everything that you shared today. It's not only going to inspire those that take the time to listen, but those that eventually see this in the future or hear this in the future will know but Tuli Kamara is out to, you know, <laughs> you are here to make a change and you are doing that. You are currently doing that. It's just incredible to see because the, the next generation, the youth, anybody that does watch this or listen to this will only be inspired because of everything that you do. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Uh, you know, these, these stories don't happen without those who are passionate about amplifying voices. And I know how much time this takes so thank you for being committed. Yeah, I know. Thank you for being committed, you know, to, to amplifying voices and being in the space. And um, it's important and it's necessary and it's so, so worth it and so fun, you know, and, and I'm so, so thankful that we were able to connect and to have this. And um, I always say this, if anyone wants and feels compelled to, to connect or to reach out or to lean into to what we're doing, please feel free. Um, we talk about the Wake family, so please feel free to join that. And, and like I said, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're the best. I, I really hope to meet you soon in person. However, virtual will do for now. And I will continue to follow your journey on all social media. And we'll definitely keep in touch. Awesome. Sounds good. Thank you so much. Thank you, Vasily.